Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Follow on Twitter at TweetJHood. What's up? Welcome in. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights at 7 right here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. When you hear me talk about the brand new ESPN Chicago app, there's a reason. It's because if you have not downloaded it, it'll be brand new to you. I have it on my iPad and on my iPhone, and you should do that as well. And you say, well, it doesn't work for my Android. Yes, it does. Download that sucker. Look for ESPN Chicago. Download it. That way you can get to listen to the shows live. And hear all the podcasts from all your favorite shows on ESPN 1000. So check it out, download it, and it's as smooth as uh, as anything else that you'll find in technology. You put in the ESPN Chicago, man, you can get that Listen Live link. You can pick up the podcast from all the shows here on ESPN 1000, including your favorite show, Under the Hood. Eh, 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 under the hood. All you gotta do is click that. Also, there's a tab for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday as well. If you're a wrestling fan, there's an archive of a lot of my interviews and conversations about pro wrestling. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday has a tab for that as well. So check it out on the brand new ESPN Chicago app. And don't forget your favorite show, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Eh? Eh? Uh, let's talk some football. We're going to talk to um, Dan Shanka from OurLads.com coming up uh, in 20 minutes. We'll get his thoughts about what we can expect from the NFL draft coming up uh, in a few weeks. Before I d- dig into the Bears, I want to talk about what we discussed yesterday regarding Cam Newton. Because there's a, I don't have it in front of me here. I have to let me look it up. But I know that we had a poll question. Uh, regarding Cam Newton yesterday that I want to kind of dig into. And it's just just kind of funny because every time that there is someone that's available, there is a certain amount of fans that will say, oh, I want him. Yeah, I definitely want him. I want him to be on my team. This goes back to Carmelo Anthony when he was available in free agency and he had to choose either going to the Knicks or to the Bulls. And Bulls fans had raised up their skirt as high as possible. It's like, oh, yes, I, I want him. Yes, I, I want him to be with me. And it's just like, yeah, but you're not winning a championship with Melo. It's not just about Melo. It's about the team around him. And that was always a big discussion about, um, about him. And the same thing with Cam Newton. So the final results are in from yesterday's show. And the the reason why I asked this question is because I just wanted to just hook the bear fan that's just looking for something new, right? The question that uh, Sean or Eric put up was, who would you like to see as your game one starter for the Bears? Cam Newton, Mitchell Trubisky, or Nick Foles? 43% of the people that voted said Cam Newton because Cam Newton declared that He's not, no longer going to be with the Panthers. Panthers put it out there first, by the way. And Cam was like, I'm not trying to leave. They just want me out. That's exactly what they want. Um, so Cam Newton get 43% of this vote. 37% for Nick Foles. Trubisky came in with 20% of the vote for who would you like to see as a game one starter. So not even Foles, not even Trubisky, Cam Newton. Only because he's available. Oh, Cam Newton? Yes. James Winston's also available. I should have put him on there, too. See what, how that would have came out. I want to just... Make sure I have it on the record here. My thoughts on Cam Newton before we move forward with the rest of the NFL and Bears conversation. So Cam Newton, when he first came into the league, I thought this is going to be Ben Roethlisberger 2.0 in that we're going to see a guy 6'5", 250 pounds, and he's going to run with the football like a, a running back or like a wide receiver. 
and he's going to take a beating, but you know what? He can give a beating, too, because he's a big guy that can take a lot of punishment. Big Ben's been like that, and Big Ben's had a lot of injuries, too, but he absorbs a lot of punishment because he's a big guy. And so when Cam Newton came out of college, out of Auburn, I thought, yeah, you know what? Cam Newton's going to be a special guy because he brings a different skill set. He's not just a guy with a strong arm. He can also run with the football. And so my feeling on Cam after some of the injuries we've seen last last couple of years is, man, without his ability to run and move around the pocket, how good can Cam Newton be? So having our discussion about this yesterday, Sean said, well, maybe, just maybe, Cam Newton feels like he's jilted at the altar, feeling like the Carolina Panthers don't want me anymore, so I'm going to have a prove-it year with someone. A one-year deal, maybe Cam wants a five-year deal, I don't know. But I'm, I'm sure if you're a team that's looking for a quarterback, you'd say, okay, let's see how good that ankle is. Let's see whether or not you have mobility or not. We'll give you a one- or two-year deal, plus a team option or something like that. And so my feeling of Cam Newton is you can put Cam Newton on the Bears. You could put Nick Foles on the Bears. You could put any other quarterback that's available on the Bears. But it won't do any good to be able to have a quarterback that's not Trubisky if you don't give quarterback X the weapons. doesn't matter who we're talking about. Cam Newton in the Bears uniform, cool. Because can Cam move around the pocket? Does he have a strong arm? Sure. Has he been to the mountaintop? Absolutely. He's been a very good quarterback for a long time, but the injury slowed him down, and he's going to be 30. And this is a young man's game. I just don't believe in a, a lot of quarterbacks that have not won a Super Bowl that's had some injuries to be able to take a team on a high level. I think that Cam is good, but Cam would be temporary, just like Nick Foles is going to be temporary with the Bears, unless he has another gear that I'm not expecting. So I like Cam for any team, but whoever the quarterback was going to be that the Bears chose, you have to be able to get another wide receiver along with Allen Robinson. you got to have a, a several tight ends. You have a running game that you could commit to. You got to have a good offensive line, and, and so those are the factors. No matter who you bring in, so I like Cam, but I, I'm not sure what Cam Newton we're going to see recovering from left foot surgery. If he can't run, he's got an arm. He just has to be able to adjust, and that adjustment might look good on another team, not necessarily the Bears. An approved year, and if he he looks good, sure. Sure, why not? Why can't he play for someone? But just it's just kind of a, a tough situation because you don't know what cam you're going to see coming off of surgery. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. So some thoughts from Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky was on first take uh, this morning and was asked, uh, what is the worth? Is, is, is Newton worth the risk to pick up? Do I expect 2015 or 14 Cam Newton when he was running through people's chests? Absolutely not. But I think of it like this. You know what? Doctors can tell me he's healthy, but maybe those hits have added up. But what happens if this costs me $8 million as an organization? You mean to tell me that the Chargers can sit there and say, yes, we think that Tyrod Taylor is going to be a greater version than potentially what we can get for Cam Newton? Like, think of that. Think of the potential return on your investment as an organization that you could potentially hit. And so I don't expect Cam Newton to be the runaround Superman player that we saw of the past. But what happens if we get 85 or 90% of that Cam Newton? Then we're talking about a problem for the rest of that conference. And that's a big, big deal. And so I don't see a watered down Cam Newton when it comes to his competitiveness or his toughness. 
I'll take 85, 90% cam. I just can't take 60 or 50% cam. That's, that's the point. And that's why that's the great unknown. And maybe that's why the bears passed because they weren't sure of the medical. They didn't know what Cam Newton and, and move the, the crazy garb and the garish clothes that he wears. That, that doesn't really matter to me. I mean, cause that's just part of his personality. Cam Newton is a good person. Uh, just because he keeps himself out of trouble one, but number two, that, that guy, that the way he's able to give money and, and work with kids and work with people in the, the Charlotte area while he's been a Carolina Panther. Uh, it's been, it's been great. So I just like him off the field and on the field, you know, there was times where he had some explosive plays, but once again, we talk about the age when you're after 30. Now it's about a prove it year, unless you're Tom Brady or Drew Brees or some of these other quarterbacks and still play at a high level. It's difficult to say, okay, you know what, Cam, we saw you early in your career. You were great. So we're going to see this again. Here's a five-year deal. Can't do that, especially off of surgery. Um, some thoughts from Howard Griffith from last night. If you missed the show, you can go back to the archives. I mentioned the ESPN Chicago app. You can find the Under the Hood podcast there. And Howard is a good friend of the program. We love to have him on for our college football conversation. Um, last night we talked a little bit about the draft and also the Bears because even though he works for the Big Ten Network, that guy is always glued in on what's going on with the um, the NFL and uh, college football. So I talked to Howard about a number of things, including the free agent pickups for the Bears. Now, I believe that Robert Quinn can be able to just add on to what the Bears have defensively. I mean, like, who doesn't like Akeem Hicks on the football field? Who, who can't? Who couldn't use Khalil Mack or Fuller or some of the impact players that are on the defense for the Bears? You can always use those guys. But Howard was saying that he's not. It's not a short thing that these free agents, including Nick Foles will be able to pay dividends for the Chicago Bears. But, Hoodie, the, the question should be, why Why did they have to sign a guy like that? It goes back to what I just said. Mm-hmm. You haven't figured out how to utilize the talent and put them in the best situation that they could be in to go out and have success. There's no guarantee that Quinn's going to come in here and be dominant. Everyone's getting excited. Oh, you got Mack on this side, Quinn on that side. You're going to be able to terrorize offenses. There's no guarantee to that. None. Every year, there is a new team that's walk, that walks out on the football field. Every year. And what happens is fans are guilty of this. The media is guilty of this. But because you bring in a name, it's, all of a, it's assumed that that person is going to come in and just pick up exactly where he left off when he was great. And and, and think about this. We talked about Quinn. We talked about Graham. Mm -hmm. We talk about both of those guys in two different scenarios, right? Both have been great players in the National Football League, both of them. But one, we're like, hey, I don't know if Graham can get it done. He's not exciting. But because he's on the defensive side of the ball, when you talk about Quinn, everyone gets excited. It's very – it's interesting mind games that – that that fans play with themselves as far as trying to find that right piece and ultimately what's going to get them to the Super Bowl because that's where everybody's trying to go. Howard Griffith from the Big Ten Network um, with some interesting thoughts there, a different angle on things. Sure, anytime that you pick up a free agent, if you're a fan, 
you're like, okay, how does this person fit into the team and it's and the scheme on either side of the football? And I just think that Quinn can be a guy that can be able to do some really good things. I'm optimistic about Quinn. And even if Quinn is even half the player that he was, you still have others that can pick up the slack defensively. Offensively, with uh, Nick Foles, the idea of having someone different in the mix at the quarterback spot, someone to push Trubisky or to take Trubisky's spot, excites me. Because what I saw last year is what we could see probably the entire career of Trubisky. Maybe this is who he is. That's the, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully that's not the case. But what we saw last year was ineptitude. Remember, I talked to JD about this over the weekend. We played it for you here on Under the Hood. When I asked him, I said, when did you know that there was a disconnect between the head coach and quarterback? He said, game one. You saw how horrible the offense was. It wasn't good on either side for the Packers or the Bears, but I'm not concerned about the Packers offense because it's Aaron Rodgers and a strong defense that he had to face with against the Bears that game. But the way that Trubisky performed, no preseason games, plenty of practice, sure, but how horrible that offense was. Matt Nagy kind of panicked. Remember, Nagy was protecting, I thought, Trubisky in a lot of ways in year one with the razzle-dazzle and the sleight of hand and the, the old shell game to get 12-4. and That defense carried that team in the playoffs. And now we saw what we saw last year. It wasn't very good. This year tells a great story, doesn't it? Because either with Trubisky or with Foles, this offense has got to be better. There's no question about that. All right, coming up, we'll talk about the NFL draft. Who are the best players that we're going to see uh, coming out of the draft? And um, Mickey Loomis, longtime owner, was with Peter King talking about uh, this draft. Um <laughs> Will it happen on time? We'll talk to our guest about that next on UTH. This is Chicago's home for sports. Stream ESPN 1000 easily on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. You're listening to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the uh, brand new ESPN Chicago app. We'll have Tales from the Hood for you coming up at 835. We've got a special question for you on Tales from the Hood. So the draft for the NFL, 28 days away. We go to our friend Dan Shanka from OurLads.com. As we have our conversation, go to OurLads.com. 39 years. It's been the number one draft guide and draft review. Get it before the draft starts. Get yourself educated on what's going on with the NFL draft. And Dan joins me, Jonathan Hood, on ESPN 1000. Dan, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. You betcha, Jonathan. Uh, good to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, that's uh uh, there's a lot of changes going on uh, with this virus and everything, and uh, but you know, hey, like good Americans, uh, everybody will make it work and uh, work through the problems. No question. I just want to find out: is everything good with you and your family? You're in the you're middle of the country, aren't you? <laughs> yes, sir. We're in, back in uh, Iowa now. We we're out in Arizona during the winter time and everything. Uh, kind of soft now, getting a little soft, uh, Jonathan. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, got up here. Uh, yeah, we're. Uh, we, in fact, we had our inch and a half of snow here two days ago. So, oh you're, we're <laughs> and uh, but anyway, yeah, we're doing fine. Hope you are doing the same. Absolutely. Um, so, I'm interested in finding out your thoughts uh, about the the Bears because you know, as you see, Chicago, they're trying to handle things through through uh, a trades. 
being able to have these acquisitions. Not a ton in the draft, but there's still a need for a tight end. I, I want to get, first of all, your thoughts on the Bears picking up Jimmy Graham. At one point, Jimmy Graham, a terrific tight end, but now, not so much. Well, age and time, you know, that hits the best of the athletes and things. And, uh, you know, I think that he'll be an okay rotate guy, but uh, I just don't think he can be the feature guy anymore. But uh, he is a big target, and uh, I think that, um, you know, that's going to be a position that I think in the draft that, uh, you know, the Bears may look at, uh, you know, in mid-draft or what have you, because actually that's where there's a bunch of fourth and fifth rounders that are, you know, pretty good players that would be journeymen. So, but I, I think you're right. I think that, uh, you know, they picked up uh, Trey Burton. Burton's more of that fullback, H-back kind of guy, you know, and uh, and everything. And uh, But Jimmy Graham is, um, you know, I think uh, his best days are behind him, but he is a big target that would be, you know, fit into a rotation or sub-package stuff. When you go through the, the needs of teams in the NFL – how many will take a look at the tight end spot? Because there's a number of players that's on your list in your top ten that I have seen play um, for the Bears. If they're if they're first pick in the second round as a tight end, who should they look at? Uh, hey, they, and they don't have to look far. They can head right over to South Bend, Indiana. At the I tell you, Cole Komet, um, he's our top tight end, and I think that uh, he very well may be available. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think any tight end is going to go in the first round. Um, but, um, you know, I think that Komet would be there in the second. And uh, so he's, he's, uh, he's a total package. I mean, he's your inline tight end. He can get down the seam and catch the ball. Uh, he can get in the flats. Uh, he can block down inside, uh, block those linebackers in the, for the running game. So, uh, but he's the most complete guy, and he's our top-rated uh, tight end. Dan Chonka from OurLads.com with Jonathan Hood on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. On the wide receiver side of things, Allen Robinson has been uh, solid for the uh, for the Bears. But, you know, Trubisky or Foles, whoever is going to be the starter is going to need another young wide receiver. They have tried that a couple times, Dan. It just hasn't really panned out. How do you look at the wide receiver class? I tell you, it's outstanding. Uh, I've been scouting uh nfl players since 1987 okay john that might be before you were born but no, uh, and, well. anyway, it, uh but but anyway um i started out with national scouting back then and so but 87 or excuse me 87 i don't know if i've seen a better class from top to bottom in fact there's going to be draftable wide receivers that are going to fall right out the back door of this draft uh, but it, it's really it's strong, and I think that as many as you know six, maybe seven uh, wide receivers depends on if you know people are going to go for the offensive tackles because this year's a, a good year for tackles. I'm not going to say it's a super year, but there's, at least there's a lot of depth in the tackle group. But the receivers, I mean, they're, and they're a big Notre Dame guy, uh, Chase Claypool. There's another one that. Uh, I mean, he just knocked it out at the Combine, had a strong year over in South Bend. Uh, but, I mean, there is a lot of – there easily could be 20, 22 uh, wide receivers that have top three-round grades. And then you've got the next group uh, from the fourth round to the sixth round that uh, will have another, you know, 20 
25 receivers in that group, and you got big ones, you got fast ones, you got multi layer receivers, you got guys that can align uh, all over the field for you. You got um, just uh, if, if you want a wide receiver in this draft, this is the year to get one. So, uh, um, apply, I mean, a, a lot of those big fast ones that uh, a lot of teams want, uh, they're going to be available that um, can block, and then you got the guys that can return. Uh, like Devin Domey from uh, Texas. He's a, and it's Antonio Gibson. Uh, he can be a running back or a wide receiver from Memphis. A lot of people haven't heard him, heard about him on the national front, but uh, this guy's a tremendous all around athlete. And uh, so he's going to be available. Uh, but, but yeah, I tell you what, this is an outstanding year, Jonathan. One of the, uh, one of the things that our, um that has been talked about a lot around here with the Bears, uh, especially with Ryan Pace, is the Ron Wolf theory of drafting a quarterback every year. Uh, and and Pace has not done that, but I think that's something that might be they might be thinking about. I want to ask you about the quarterbacks, but first I want to ask you about Tua Tungo-Vailoa, the quarterback for, for Alabama and his medicals. I, I see you got him ranked second. you think he's going to be good to go? Well, it's scary. It's one of those ones that you have, you have to put the grade on him, what he is, yep. and that's what he is. He's one of the top two quarterbacks in this draft. But then now you have your sideboard or your medical board, and I think that we would probably march Tua over there and stick him on our sideboard. And I'd wait till, this, till his second contract came up before I go after him, because it's very scary. When you have all those injuries, Jonathan, you've seen guys that, hey, when you're injured in college, uh, chronically injured, it's not a good look in the NFL. And, you know, because if you're not injured getting in the league, you're going to get injured when you're in the league. And he's already had his series of injuries. Now he's a tremendous quarterback. He's accurate. I mean, uh, he's a smart guy. He's uh, almost everything you like except for the uh, injury history, and that's taken into account. So what we would do if, if I was still on a team, you know, I, we would go in and we would leave it up to our doctors and our trainers to say, hey, what about this guy? What, what, could we go for him? And if they, if they have a grade on him, a letter grade, and uh, if it's like a B, which is, you know, just very average, you'd probably pass him by until maybe a later round. But he's going to go in the first round to just depend on what team pulls the trigger. Uh, well, as far as the rest of the quarterbacks are concerned, one through six, I think it's pretty solid. I'm not putting uh, Fromm on that list because if I wanted Joe Flacco, I'd know how to find him. Uh, and, I, and I speak, and I said as a Georgia fan, so I, I saw I, I saw Georgia regress offensively with Fromm, so that that's enough of that. Uh, so one through one through five with Burrow, uh, Tua, Herbert, Eason, uh, Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love. I like all those guys, Dan. What what do you see? Yeah, no, I tell you, I think the guy that's really underrated, Jonathan, is Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, here's a guy that um, did a really Excellent job at Alabama, and then you know Tua gets on the on the uh, scene and uh, beats him out. Then he goes to Oklahoma and uh, and probably had his best year ever. His accuracy is spot on, and now with the way offenses are spread out, I think that a guy like Jalen Hurst will really prosper. In fact, at one time I thought you know it'd be great to see him go in the second round to Baltimore so he could back up Lamar Jackson, you know, and uh, it'd be you know it'd be a because Lamar is going to get hurt. Now, he, he dies the bullet for the most part, but even though he's 
built like, you know, he's like bailing wire out there. I mean, he bends and doesn't break all the time or anything, but he's still going to get dinged up if they're going to keep running him. So, boy, you got a guy like Jalen to come in there and you're off to the races. But I really think Jalen Hurts can be a starting quarterback in this league. And, uh, you know, we like him a whole lot, probably more than a lot of people. We like him more than love uh, from Utah State. And I know he's the Oh, kind of the flavor of the month right now. You know, everybody's jumping all over him and stuff. But I know this. When, when uh, Jameis Winston came out, Jonathan, we said that this guy's a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can accept that, you know, you're, he, he's going to be a good pick because he does a lot of other things really well. And uh, But he turned the ball over. Now, I, I know everything, it's not always the quarterback's fault. And I really think they got to put the blame on the receivers when they run the wrong route, they pull their hands down over the middle or what have you. But nevertheless, if you turn the ball over, you're going to turn the ball over in the NFL too. And uh, I think that's been proven by different quarterbacks. And I'll tell you, I love, people are making excuses for the guy. And uh, they're saying, well, he had a pretty good senior bowl. Well, I don't know what films they're looking at and, and practice they're looking at senior bowl because all he was completing was balls in the flat and things like that. I mean, Herbert was clearly the better quarterback there. So um, I, I think that uh, – but the quarterbacks that you mentioned, if you drop Love down maybe to seven, uh, I'd probably go off. I'd say he's a second-round guy that, that needs to develop mental work. But if you take a guy in the first round, you know the fans will be clamoring for the guy right now. No question. Uh, lastly, I want to ask you about the safety's position. The secondary is good for the Bears. They just need to be able to look for someone else. Ha, Clint Dix is not on the team anymore. And on the corner, uh, Prince of Mukamara, uh, because of injury, he wasn't going to be around for this upcoming season, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, how, do you, how do you assess the free safeties in this draft? Well, I, th- I think there's some, there's some really at the top, there's some strong ones. I, I mean, um, I, I certainly like, uh, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a Delpit guy. I know people are saying, well, he missed tackles, uh, this year and things, but you know what? He had an ankle injury the last half of the season and uh, it's kind of hard to break down and, and make a tackle or even run through a tackle when you're wounded with that ankle, especially for the first couple years, he was outstanding. So we still have him up there and, and we really like him. We think he's going to be a real good, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a pro bowl type safety. And then, uh, you know, I think that, um, uh, Kyle Duger, who he just kind of hit the national front when he got, he's from Lenore Rhine, which I thought at one time might've been a fruit or something like that, you know, or, <laughs> or someone you know, I did, or, someone yeah. I did in college, <laughs> right? He's out there in North Carolina, you know? So, but anyway, he is a terrific football player and he looks like a, he looks like a heavyweight boxer is Bill. I mean, he is chiseled, and he's super smart guy. Uh, he can run downhill. He'll light you up. And, I mean, he the Bear fans would love him now, I guarantee you, because he he is not shy, and he's very smart, and he knows what to do and how to do it. So, But I tell you what, a little later in the draft, maybe that third, fourth round, guy right down the road, uh, Jeremy Chen at Southern Illinois, Really a good football player, and uh, and I, he's got range. And um, we we have our our um, we got a guy that uh, analytically does the things for us. The combine puts everything together, and uh, of the top safeties that were there, he ranked second athletically. So Jeremy Chin was uh, had a really big, and then another guy. Um, you know, uh, I think that. Um, that's going to be in the forefront is like a Kayvon Wallace a little later on. So there's some good safeties, Jonathan. If uh, if I go to ourlads.com, what would I find, Dan? 
Well, I'll tell you, we got our our, de- our depth charts, our, our tracker up there for uh, all the free agency, but we got our college and pro depth charts up there. At, but And also, hey, if fans want to pick up $500, in fact, what we should have done, if we had the foresight, we would have gave $500 worth of toilet paper out there, I guess, you know, <laughs> with this uh, coronavirus going on. But, uh, but, but you can win $500 uh, with our mock draft challenge. Just go on the website and fill out the uh, – your draft choice, hey, it, it's your voice. You go up there, put your on there, see if you can win the $500 uh, if your mock draft wins. And it would be a challenge this year because of all the you know moving parts in this draft. So the fans can go to OurLads.com or give us a phone call at 1-800-PRO-DRAFT, and we'll get them a draft guide. Always great. OurLads.com is where you go. As always, Dan, I appreciate it. And, and by the way, we're going to have the draft on time, right? And that's the word, Jonathan. We'll keep our fingers crossed, but okay. 23rd it is. If uh, the commissioner says that's what it is, at least right now. But as you know, things can change. That's true. Thank you, Dan, as always. Okay, thank you, Jonathan. Is Dan Shanka from OurLads.com with us. It's a draft guide that I, I get. And by the way, Tyler, do you know this? I um, looks like, let's take a look at this, the old schedule here. April 23rd and 24th, I will be doing draft coverage for ESPN Radio. So look at this here. Yep, after the after the draft, if it's going to take place on the 23rd and 24th, I'll be on after those drafts take place on the 23rd and 24th. So I guess, what is that, 10 o'clock? 9 or 10 o'clock? So you'll be able to hear me on ESPNRadio.com uh, and Sirius XM Channel 80 with Freddie Coleman for those that just came across just not too long ago so i'm looking at it here again at 23rd and 24th so i will be doing some draft coverage for the network for espn radio and again you can hear that on espnradio.com tales from the hood is next what do you got this is your car my car i said a 10 second car not a 10 minute car pop the hood pop the hood pop the hood Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Here we go. Tales from the Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Jonathan Hood with you. So glad that you're with us here on this Wednesday. We know what's going on in our world, and we want to continue to provide that distraction for you by giving you the sports conversation that you're looking for. We'll have more NFL with Stacey Dales from the NFL Network coming up at 9 o'clock. Now, she's based here in Chicago, so she covers a lot of the uh, the Bears and press conferences and games. So it's good to hear from Stacy. We'll talk to her coming up at 9 right here on ESPN 1000. So on my screen here, Tyler, I have the Chicago Bulls-New York Knicks game on from the playoffs. 96? Let me look at this. Yep, 96. Yeah, 96. I got it on, too. So May 7th, 1996. And so it made me think about the last few days that we've been working together about this question. And I put this on Facebook, facebook.com. And if you want to jump in, you can, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. And we'll, we want you to answer this question because we put this on Facebook earlier. Can you watch an entire game that you've already seen or just the highlights? And what game have you seen during this stay-at-home order uh, that we've gone through with COVID-19? So the reason why I ask the question is because for me, at times, it's difficult to watch an entire game that I, I once saw. 
um, because of time, right? That's the other thing. Like, I don't know if I have time to watch something I already saw 20 plus years ago, 30 years ago. I can watch a half of a game. I can watch highlights on YouTube, but watch the entire game. I guess if I had nothing to do, sure I would, but more times than not, I'm looking at highlights. Now, this Bulls run, uh, and I lived through all of it. I lived it before Jordan came to the Bulls, so I remember this very well as a kid and as, as a young adult watching the Bulls championship run. But for you, Tyler, you're seeing a lot of this for the first time, uh, the Bulls championship run. Yeah, no, this is my first time. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen YouTube highlights and stuff like that. But full games, this is the first time I'm getting that full glimpse of it. And it's it's a different game. <laughs> Good or bad? You know, I, it's different. I, I won't say it's bad, but it's just, it's definitely getting used to because me growing up watching basketball is kind of in that in-between of pack the paint and now the pace and space. And so I've got a taste of the old stuff where you don't see a lot of three-pointers taken. And then I've also got a taste of where you only see three-pointers taken, threes and dunks. So your guys, Kobe, Shaq, and LeBron, right? Yep, those are, yeah, I would say that's the era that I've grown up in. Makes sense. Makes sense. If for I've said this many times, and it just me being flexible as a sports fan, I totally get it because my whole thing as a, as a broadcaster, as a talk show host, is it's not about my era, my era being the best, and your era sucks. That's not what it's about. It's about how a sport evolves and how I'm talking to not just someone who is – 45, 50, 55. I'm talking to someone who's 12 to 18 also because we're talking about what's going on today. I'm not doing a show about the 1990s in sports. Um, there's shows for that, but not just not this one. Uh, we got to stay current as much as possible. But I will say this, that when it comes to um, when it comes to this brand of basketball, it is <laughs> it is different. Uh, but it's the basketball I grew up with because Jordan was on the floor and it was about following extended shots. It wasn't about the three-point shot. If someone hit a three, it was a magical moment because it wasn't that many that was attempted. But I have no problem with uh, with that, that brand of basketball or watching some of the highlights. Now, I've got it on now, but I haven't been watching the whole time. But you've seen this, right? And so there's a lot more physicality for sure back then than it is now. Listen, I, that's part of it that I really like is seeing – pretty much how much these guys could get away with but my whole stance on some of this is change is good it doesn't mean what was in place before was bad it's just you can make improvements and i I think the whole if it ain't broke don't fix it mentality it's good and bad It, it can either make you complacent or it can actually open the door for relevant change and i think dude look at the screen look at the screen i know you see that yeah yeah. oprah Oprah? and stedman together (laughs) did you see that oh i saw it yep i caught a glimpse of it but yeah first time you've ever seen oprah and stedman together yeah Uh okay yeah that yeah it is um they're at the i didn't even know oprah used to sit courtside at bulls games that's that's where i'm coming from with this and they showed her earlier and i was like was that oprah i was dumbfounded when i saw her on the screen how about that oprah and stedman together how Who is the modern-day Oprah sitting courtside now? Uh, the modern-day Oprah, the ta- uh, Ellen. Okay, yeah. As far as talk show hosts. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have the empire like Oprah because now Oprah's got her own network now. But back then, during that time, Oprah was his talk show host. And so I guess the daytime talk show of 
the modern era would be Ellen because I think it's run the longest. Okay. Let me, let me think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tamara's I'm new. Good with that. And Kelly Clarkson's new. Yeah. Strahan uh, and all uh, them too. Strahan's yeah. new. Channel Two. What's on CBS? All the talk and all that. That's that's not that's new too. So it, it would have to be Ellen because she's the longest running. I think television daytime talk show, and just like Oprah was back in her day. Yeah, that's fair. So, so yeah, but she does. You know, Ellen, even though she's got several shows now, she doesn't have the, quite the empire that um, that Oprah has now. So, as I mentioned, we go to Facebook, Facebook.com, and I ask that question: Can you watch an entire game that you've already seen, or just highlights? And so, I'm going through this list, and Ken Trapp says I rewatched the random Bulls Knicks game from 95-96 season. Bulls came back from uh, 18 to 20 points. As for rewatchability, I think it depends on what personal memories uh, you may have tied to the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, Ken. Um, I'm looking through here because people, I don't know what the ratings are for NBC Sports Chicago, but they, it should be doing well if people love nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are then, kids my age that are watching this stuff, too, just because they want to see Jordan. Well, look, here's, here's what Jordan's done. Jordan as a college player in North Carolina, Jordan as a bull, Jordan as an actor, Space Jam, right? Mm -hmm. Jordan, all those championships, Jordan as as a wizard was just like the third act. Again, he he averaged like 20 points a game toward the end. But then the brand, the Jordan brand, the, the shoes, the gear, everything else. And the only time that Jordan's not popular is now as an owner with the with Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it fell off. Yep. <laughs> Which is another topic I did years ago. Yeah. And I still will bring up like once a year about how Jordan is such a brand but a terrible owner that no one wants to play for. If Jordan is the guy, how come how come players were like, you know what, I want to play for Mike. Nobody wants to play in Charlotte. Because um, they'll beat you one-on-one in practice. Right. So why do you want that humiliation, right? Yeah. And the team's terrible for years. Look at Mike. Jeff Van Gundy. You well, there, right there, yeah. <laughs> Quality, yeah. He should be coaching today. He actually is a good coach. Um, so Dave Norgad says I watch all the playoff games over the weekend. Rich Goldberg's been watching the Bulls playoff games. Um, Tom Millich says he watched the Cubs World Series game six and seven. I guess that's on marquee. I guess that's playing a marquee. I don't get marquee. Um, so I'm sure that that's been playing on the marquee network. I think it was on MLB Network too. Part of the run. The Darren Lewis says I watched the Bears Cardinals. We let them off the hook game. Uh, that was the the late uh, Dennis Green game. The Erlacher was just a monster in that game uh, on Monday Night Football. Yep. Tremendous game. Michael says I watched Burley's perfect game. Um, I might have to go watch that Cardinals game because my parents made me go to bed, so I didn't see any of that second half. So maybe that's one that I got to go. I got to go back and watch the games my parents would not let me watch. So it's that and the Bartman game are the two big ones for me. Dude, that Cardinal game was total domination. Total domination. They just, I mean, a defensive effort of the ages. Erlacher was a, I won't say that game solidified his Hall of Fame status, but he was just all that whole defense, but definitely Erlacher had a great game. Yeah, I remember seeing the Tribune the next morning, because remember there was that time where, okay, you only got certain parts of the box score of the game story the next day, if it was a late game, like that one was, and 
For the Chicago games, they always made sure you have it. But if it was like Seattle playing Arizona or something like that on Monday Night Football, you don't get the game story the next day. But I remember seeing the Tribune the next day with Hester and, and Erlocker. I mean, mm. yep, I remember that. Tremendous. John Henderson says Kobe's last game, because that's been on NBA TV. Yeah. Um, what, 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 yeah, it was just <laughs> storybook, 60 points at the end. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just crazy. Uh, Tom says, I watched Villanova 85 championship against North Carolina. So people are watching. And I guess, again, during this COVID-19, when you have time to sit and watch, you can you can watch. I don't. I usually don't have that kind of time, but since we've got the stay-at-home situation, you know, I've seen a, a quarter or two of this game. I may not watch the entire game, but it just it does bring back memories of a different time in the NBA. So it's it's very interesting. So uh, keep them coming on Facebook, or you can call 312-332-ESPN. Can you watch an entire game that you've already seen or just the highlights? And a lot of response on Facebook on that. And that is Tales from the Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. You're listening to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. It's Under the Hood. Follow us on the gram at IGJHood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Illinois broadcasters are uniting against hunger. Eight food banks in Illinois are responding to the critical need for food caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Your gift will be processed by the Greater Chicago Food Depository and the Northern Illinois Food Bank. You can donate without leaving your home. Go to feedingillinois.org backslash unite. Again, it's feedingillinois.org slash unite. Or you could text F-E-E-D-I-L, so feed ill. F-E-E-D-I-L to 91999. Again, it's 91999. And again, text the word F-E-E-D-I-L. Your generous gift will make sure that families in our communities have enough to eat. And for if, again, if you're using social media, use the hashtag uh, FeedIL. Again, FeedIL for uh, Feeding Illinois. Glad to have you in today on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. You know, Tom Brady, we didn't get to this yesterday because we ran out of time. It's three hours and I didn't get a chance to get to this. You'd think I would have got to it and did not because we're talking about other things. But um, Tom Brady made his um, his debut with the Tampa press as he now is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. It is still interesting to think about the greatest quarterback of all time leaving the Patriots after 20 years. I, I understand the leaving part. I thought he was going to stay with the Patriots, but I understand if there's a disconnect where he wasn't getting paid because ultimately it comes down to money, right? It's about cash or it is about uh, respect. And I don't think that Brady felt he was getting either one. He thought that he should be able to be making more um, this is very similar to Dwayne Wade at the end, too. Jordan at the end with the Bulls. They all want to be respected by getting paid. And I think the Patriots want to go year by year with it because of Brady's age. And Brady's like, forget this. I'm leaving. And so he went to Tampa two years. He went from the penthouse to one of the worst teams, worst, worst franchises in the history of the National Football League in Tampa. And I, I he, he could have went anywhere else, but he went to Tampa. And he's only there for two years, $50 million. So he met with the press. And I understand why he did it. He wanted to be able to get away from the New England Patriots. It's interesting. 
He wanted to get out of Foxborough so bad that he went to the worst team in the NFL. That's how bad he wanted to get out of Foxborough. That's how bad he wanted to get away from Belichick. Amazing, but true. So one of the questions that was posed to Tom Brady is, do you agree with Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, uh, saying the decision to leave was yours? Again, I'm not responsible for, you know, uh, you know how other people, um, you know, will say certain things. I think Mr. Kraft has, you know, been a great influence in my life. And um, I'm so grateful for, you know, it, you know, two decades, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I referenced that the other day, it's been a amazing thing for my family. And I'm sure when I'm done playing, I'll look back and have a chance to really reevaluate, um, you know, my entire career. But, um, you know, at the same time, I'm excited for, you know, this opportunity that I have. And, um, you know, I, I, I can only speak to how I feel and, um, you know, I wrote about that in my social media the other day, and, um, you know, this was getting to be a free agent and, you know, having the opportunity to uh, join the Bucks was, was something that I was really excited about, and that's where we're at where we're at. That's why we're at where we're at. Well, I mean, yeah, I get it. I mean, he decided he wanted to go to Tampa, and that just... That just boggles the mind because he could have went to better franchises and decided to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's how badly he wanted to get away from Belichick. That's how the disconnect is pretty apparent there between those two. The greatest coach we ever see in the NFL and the greatest quarterback, and it all comes down to the word ego. So another question that was posed to Tom Brady is, were you disappointed in the Patriots' effort to try to keep you? No, I have I have a great deal of respect for, you know, there's nobody who's been a bigger fan of the Patriots than me. So um, I have nothing but total respect and love. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful to Mr. Kraft and the organization and Coach Belichick and all the coaches and obviously all my teammates. It's been um, a lot of days responding to a lot of incredible text messages from my teammates, from former teammates, um, from just a lot of the great people that I've got to meet over the years. And I have so many great relationships that um, – you know, will be maintained. And, you know, that's, I think, the greatest gift that football has brought me is the relationships that I've had with so many of the people I've worked with. So um, it'll be certainly different. But at the same time, you know, that's the way life can be at times. And what won't be different is my approach to the game, uh, my approach to what my roles and responsibilities are. And I'm going to go out and do the best I can every day to put our team in a position to win. I, no one's won more with less than Tom Brady, but deciding to go to Tampa Bay, that's something. I don't know if Tampa will be in the playoffs with, with Tom Brady. It won't be because, because of Brady. It's going to be because of the staff and the cast around him. We will see how it works out, but on both sides, Brady and Belichick, without one another, how does this work? I look forward to seeing the upcoming season because that's a big storyline in the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, we will hear from Stacey Dales from the NFL Network. We're going to get her thoughts about some of the stories, including what's going on with the Bears here in the offseason. Can they be a playoff team this upcoming season? We'll talk to Stacey about that coming up next on Under the Hood. 